season or or dare I say dropping down into League One. Wickham Wonders have just come up for goodness sake. Wickham Wonders have just got promotion. Coventry who play at our ground could be in the championship and we could be in League One playing at our ground as a League One side. How do we feel about that? I know how I feel. I ain't going to rant like I did last week but I might if you wind me up it'll get going. I might. Because I tell you what, one game, one single solitary game, yet again, the last game of the season for time after time after time of, of, of being a Birmingham City fan for the last 10 years since we won the Carling Cup, 11 years, whatever it is. Wait, this is mad. This is mad. This is not right. Something has to be done. Something has to be done now. But welcome to the Talk, Talk Show, ladies and gents. It's Monday night at 7.30. Here we go. And of course, sponsored by Boyle Sports, principal sponsors of Birmingham City Football Club. And in conjunction with our good friends at Borty Labour Club and, of course, SAS Autos. Uh, we've had a complaint, ladies and gents. I'll talk about that in a moment. But in the meantime, I'm going to introduce everybody. Welcome, Mrs Brown. <laughs> and the one and only Paul Hipkiss, a.k.a. Mr Sheen. Good evening, all. And, of course, Mark. He's back with his uh, dressing gown on, so he's now going to be called <laughs> Mr Robe. <laughs> good evening. And, of course, the legend, ladies and gentlemen, that is the 1991 Cup winner, 
the one and only Mr. Ian Clarkson. Welcome, Nick. Thank you very much for the intro. Oh, mate, I tell you what, 1991, let's just go back all those years. And I know some of our listeners are too young to remember it, but my golly, what a day. What a build-up. What a, what a everything about that day for me was just so damn special. I always used to walk up the cop back in the 70s and early 80s and through the 80s thinking, will this team ever, ever, ever make that journey down to Wembley? And I was convinced that if they did, I'd have the worst migraine ever and I wouldn't be able to go. <laughs> What a day it was. I'll tell you what, we made it, we made it, we made it all the way down there. My car was, well, I can send you the photographs of my car back in the day. It was like, it was just flags coming off it, ribbons coming off it, everything. Going down, going down the old, uh, the old uh, M1, pipping the horn to keep right onto the end of the road. It was one solitary note, but it would do, 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 do. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, great. So what memories do you have for that day then, mate? Oh, look, as you said, it was a fantastic, fantastic day. Well, it was a fantastic few, few days, really. We, we probably reached the lowest ever as, as the club. And yeah. I kind of think that that winning at Wembley was kind of, and then getting promotion the next year, kind of set us back on the uh, back, back on track again, a bit of a, a, a rebirth, if you like. But the whole yeah. build-up to it, you know, tra- stopping at Reading University for five days before we lose, it was just, you know, you, you just couldn't imagine it now, could you? There was stopping in, in student digs at Reading Uni, driving around looking for places to train. Wait for the game, you know, on pieces of grass and, and all kinds of things. It was, but it was, but it was funny, you know, sharing. I think some of the press were in the same places as they kept going out, getting hammered every night, getting in late. So we had to yeah. put the kibosh <laughs> on that. Um, but look, ultimately, the, the sort of game itself was was a. Not only was it great that we won, but it was just a terrific game, and it was, it, it was, it was a proper Blues game. We should have been out of sight at half time. We were hanging on, and then as you said, then John Gale scored. You know, the goal of his career to, to, to win it for us. Goal of my life, then, mate, that was, honestly. Honestly, what a, what a, but also for me, I think I've got as many good memories of the of the next day when we went to the town hall. It might have been the day after, I can't quite remember. You know, I had loads of my family there and just a sea of Birmingham fans. And yeah, I mean, you can say it was only the Lady in the Cup, but it was just a great day. There were thousands of people there who had a, who had a terrific day. And at the time, that was the best thing that we uh, probably could have won. It was just unbelievable, mate. And I just thank you for them. Now, the, the memories, I, I can see it right now. I'm still there, you know what I mean? I'm proper still there. Do you want to know something else? There you go. Come on, then. There's my 1991 commemorative mug. It is a limited oh. edition, number <laughs> 265 of a limited edition of 500. That is the prize of my life. That is my FA Cup, mate. That is it. That is it. That is a I'm, great prize. It's beautiful, was, isn't it? Was, look, look at that. Was, You're in there somewhere, mate. You're on there somewhere. Was that from an influence? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God blimey. That yeah, there was, a, there was a mix-up there, wasn't there, somewhere, between influence and match winner for the kit? Is that right? Before the game? I don't know. Yeah, so someone else has mentioned this to me. I, I, to be honest, we, we don't know. Obviously, the Kumars were in charge, so it was all, all influence stuff. Wouldn't say in charge. To, um, <laughs> but then, obviously, you know, we, we actually <clears> going to do a match winner. The honest answer is, I, I, I honestly don't don't know that one. Um, but, you know, we, we, we could have worn A vest that day and it, it still would have been A great day. Yeah, oh God, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, say, sorry, sorry definitely one of the greatest days of my life, Ian, and I thank you for it. Thank everybody no. for it. Because Go on, Mark. Same, same I, 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 I still dream about it, mate, I'll be honest with you. Go on, Mark. <laughs> uh, Nick, you've seen that, seen that picture, Nick, on your cup. Um, I remember they had, yeah. like, an open, they had an open day the week before. Yeah. And um, I went to the open day and I got that poster signed by the old lot and I, 
I've Did lost you? it over here. Yeah. Oh, mate. Do you know and, what? Um, I'd have ripped your legs off for that poster. Yeah. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I would, honestly. I would. I ain't joking you. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I'd have yeah, I was there as well, Mark. Uh, I was there as well. <laughs> it was good times. Now look at it. It was good. You know, it, it it's different times. So you know, we were probably. Well, I say it's different times. It's it's fairly similar to now in terms of where we're on the league. But it, it was different times in terms of accessibility and you know and play, players' wages, all that kind of thing. So it was, it was just a, a different era, and and it, and it very much felt like we were giving something, something back to the fans that last dude who'd stuck with us through some fairly average times. I have to say. Um, mm. you know, lucky it was, you know, lots of my pals were a blues fans. So I grew up, grew up with loads of blues fans, so for me, that was like the I had a magnificent weekend. I don't think I bought a drink for about two weeks. Some comments coming in, right? I went to Envy on the West Midlands double decker bus, great stuff, <laughs> oh, brilliant yeah. memories. Um, and uh, Tim Croucher Faraday, I remember Ian Clarkson coming into the side to replace Kevin Ashley who was arguably the best player, our best player, and he took the first team like a duck to water. Good player and underrated, in my opinion, keep right on. Thank and you, Tim. one here from... Jason Hughes, one of my favourite ever games I've been to. I've been to. What a day, singing to the whole train back to Weymouth. No one had a clue there was even a final on. That's what we do it. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we yeah. do. All right, back to football then. Um, so it's now been confirmed that Jude Bellingham is a Dortmund player. What's your thoughts on that one, Paul? Well, good luck to the lad. I mean, what a move for him. Um, obviously, you look at Sancho, you look at Haaland recently and what they've done with them and how they've developed them. And as an England fan, as well as a Blues fan, it excites me to think that, you know, they could turn him into a world beater also and hopefully become, um, you know, a great for England as well in the future. Obviously, let's yeah. not run before we can walk, but he's certainly got all the ingredients and potential for them to work with over there and develop. And... Uh, I'm sure he'll come on and be an absolute world star, you know, eventually in time. So, yeah, great move. Great move for him. And uh, I wish him all the best. Obviously, wish him all the best. Everybody does, I'm sure. But, you know, again, we just can't hold on to the talent, can we? Well, certainly not where we are at the moment. Um, but I don't think any championship club would have been able to hold on to him, to be honest. You know, <laughs> um, he's too good for the championship, isn't he, Nick? You know, he's, he's yeah, going to yeah, be eventually. Yeah. I think he will eventually be you know, a Premier League, he could probably come back there. In, if he know. can stave off injury and, yeah. and keep his head where it is now, he's going to be a world beater. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. He's, he's at the top of his tree. And uh, thanks, Jude, for all, all, you, all you've done for football club. And especially from my point of view, thank you for being the last man standing on the field, clapping everybody as you go off, mate. Well, well done. You, you, you've absolutely proved yourself to be... Um, uh, 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 well, I don't know what you call it, an, an advocate for the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm. The word delude me, but hey-ho. Um, right, Mark. Yes. Derby, I... Wednesday. Derby, Wednesday, Mark. Now, I live near Derby, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do I. And the pub that I work in is full of Derby fans. Oh. Yeah, right, Okay. Uh, here we go again, this deja vu. What is I'm, it I'm, City on the last day of the season? I'm getting a bit sick of this now, to be honest. Um, yeah, me too, Mark. I, 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 I mean, hand on heart, I do think we'll stay up. I just got this feeling we will stay up. Um, I've seen people, Mark, this week writing about, you know, oh, look, lads, we're going to be safe because we're going to be deducted 12 points. I don't want Wigan to be deducted 12 points. Yeah. I didn't want to be deducted nine points. Blackpool I, seems to me have now got away with it. 
Well, um, if, 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 it shouldn't if, be down if, to us waiting for Wigan Athletic to be deducted nine points for going into administration. Yeah, it's not good. We're just, Birmingham I mean, City, man. We're bigger than this. Yeah, just shows you I mean, how bad it is, doesn't it, Nick? That just shows you how far we've actually fallen in recent years, that does. It's actually, yeah. it's actually disgusting, isn't it? It's, it's, it is, yeah. It's shocking. It's well, shocking. Bailey Stevens, I mean, Derby too, and uh, Dad's a blue keep right on. Thank you ever so much for that, Bailey. And I, like, I, I, you know, I walked through town last night, yeah. <clears> and there's there's one pub here which is allowed to have quite a few seats on the outside. Um, <clears throat> and in amongst there were some was a, a very staunch Wolves fan, Stoke fans, um, even a fan from them up the road that I would dare mention. And they were like, they were they were already ribbing me. You know, I've got a Villa fan ribbing me for crying out loud sake. Look at the state they're in. Huh? Yeah, it's, you can't, I mean... Clarky, get hard. your boots on, lad! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard to even laugh at them lot up the road because, you know, the minute, you know, as much as we hate them, you know, what, what have we got to laugh about? Got yeah. nothing to laugh about. Nothing. Not even the pies anymore. No. There's just nothing. I mean, it's just... It's got to change. I know it's easy saying it, but when is it going to change? When you know is something going to happen? Because this ain't fun anymore. Well, there's no. a big Twitter Twitter rumor going about Cranchard tonight, isn't there? Yes, I I wouldn't mind um, him to be honest. And, and, and unfortunately, until I see somebody's photograph with a Birmingham City scarf stretched out in the cock, facing the tilt, and it ain't happened. Yeah, I know. Mm. I mean, I'd I'd even take Paul Cook over you know those that have been mentioned. But, you know... You just, you, you just have to wonder how long, you know, whoever comes in next, is he going to be given a few transfer windows and a bit of time to... When it even took Klopp and Guardiola, like, you know, three or four transfer yeah. I don't think it's make... much transfer windows, Paul. I think it's been given the reins to do the job properly. Well, there is that as well, yeah. But, but that, yeah, I mean, that is the biggest problem, Nick, what you say there, absolutely. But... You know, and, and ultimately, that's what probably why we've you know we've lost recent managers as well, and obviously they've just got fed up of it. But yeah, yeah. If you keep carrying, on, if if it keeps carrying on under this, the the current strategy, then we, we're just going to finish up. You know, we, we could we could put Klopp in charge of the Blues, and we wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah, uh, Graham Brown says it just shows the level of the club we are. We're a laughing stock. Kev Kelly, we are relying on a superior team being deducted points to survive. We should hang our heads in shame. Take it off again. We're only a League One team on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, no, no winning 13 games is relegation form, isn't it? Shocking, that's, yeah. That's the reality, yeah. Do you think, do you think the Robbie Fowler thing's dead in the water? No idea. Don't know. Again, the, the rumour mill will take its course. What, I mean, did you have many rumours around, uh, Ian, in your, back in your day? Yeah, there was plenty. We uh, sacked plenty of managers in the late 80s and early 90s. So, yeah, I think I played yeah. with about five or six. Um, you know, obviously... You know, the, obviously, we, we you said we won the Leyland Daft and within about 14 days, Lou Macari gone to Stoke. So no, none of us saw that one coming. Yeah, because we, um, we all loved that big song, didn't we? Lulu skipped to me, Lou skipped to me, Lou Macari. Yeah, yeah. And when he came back to Stoke, we'd change the words a little bit. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, look, you know, uh, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't see that one coming. And I mean, yeah, when I first was there, obviously, Ken Weldon was in charge, wasn't he? And I remember I was at his first year at YTS. We used to queue up on the stairs for the wages. You'd get paid weekly then. Very, very weakly, as Tommy Doherty right. would have said. We used to get paid weekly, and and you see, you used to try and pick your money up, and they wouldn't pay you till after three o'clock on a Friday, so you couldn't pay it into the bank till Monday. So you had all the, you had all like the senior pros going absolutely mental. Um, was you paid by was, check then? 
Yeah, you, you're playing by check. You're not going to play. And Banks always used to shirt at half three in those days, or whenever it yeah, was on a Friday. You wouldn't get your money till the following Thursday, would you? With your three day wait. Well, well I don't know. Yes, yeah, yeah, theoretically, yeah. So it used to just. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was an ongoing process, but you know, and that was you know, we, we sort of arrived at Elmwood in '87, and our first two weeks as apprentices, we, we, we spent cutting the grass down. So it was overgrown. So seventeen-year-old you know, apprentice in seventeen-year-old apprentice at Blues. What was your 16. wage like at seventeen? Uh, well, I made my debut at 17. Uh, as a 16, you first signed, I left school at 16, and you, you got yeah. 28.50 and, and a free bus pass. Um, no, I missed that. Sorry again. £28.50 and a free bus pass. <laughs> She's right, <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> 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 Nothing, nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and you, you also... <laughs> and obviously... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Crocky, that is brilliant, mate. And then oh, you also used to get, Nick, oh, you also God. used to get, you, you got four pounds as a win bonus in the resis and, and the youth and two quid for a draw. So you, yeah. if you had like a weekend where you'd play for the resis and the youth team and you'd win three games <laughs> in a week, you were like a weekend millionaire. <coughs> yeah, 40 quid and, oh, I could get the bus, and I could get the bus into Seoul Lale Town Centre on a Saturday night for free. So there you go. <laughs> so at clubbing, you go clubbing uh, like to the Ritzy or somewhere like that. Oh, no, he's that was so. Uh, yeah, actually, to be fair, I think but when was that sort of late eighties? Uh, yeah, he, he, when you went out, you would probably go into Roses in Solihull, or or you go into Birmingham. Would have been like probably the Dome or Riches or, yeah. or or whatever it would have been back in those days, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah. the Hummingbird. The Hummingbird was quite popular as well for a while. So yeah, those yeah, yeah, places, yeah. yeah. That was a good place. I used to like it in there. Oh, was that, wasn't that Granite? Yeah. I went to the house Martins there in the eighties. They were quality. Oh, anyway, yeah. that's, that's, that's for that, that that's for a, another uh, that's for another show, I think. But so who was but, um, yes, Ian? Who was the best player you ever played against? Ooh, what at Blues or in my career? Um, do both if you want. If if, they're two, if the two are different, I would think yeah, yeah. In my career, I would think probably I played against um, Ginola and Viali. Oh um, wow, two, two top players. Two yeah. really, really good players. Um, was that when you were at Stoke? Stoke? Was that when you were yeah. at Stoke? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were really two really good players. They, they'd probably be the just their movement, everything about them. They were just top, top class players. You, you, you could tell the difference to step up. Um, yeah. Blue was cool, blimey. That's interesting. There was lots of decent players, actually. Uh, I tell you what, Peter, I reckon. Peter I'm going to pop one out the bag. Oh, I've got one for you. The Swindon game, we were winning 4 1. And then okay. we lost six. We lost it. Glenn Hoddle moved into midfield, and we didn't get a kick. So I'd have to probably say Glenn Hoddle. Yeah, I remember and that, that was when he was, and that was when he was about thirty-six. By the way, so yeah. You know. More comments yeah. coming in. Alan Longstaff says free bus pass. That's brilliant. Uh, Linda <laughs> says Nick and Chris have already got free bus passes. Thanks, Linda. She's <laughs> <laughs> older than us, isn't she, Chris? Oh, she looks a lot older. <laughs> 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 Uh, Sam Mullet, I'd love to have a character in charge with great sense of humour. Live the club, Ian Holloway. I've, I would love Ian Holloway. I've loved for years with his background as a person. He's been mentioned Blues a lot in the past. We seem settled at Grimsby. Is Birmingham City a bigger opportunity than Grimsby at the moment? That's a serious question, isn't it? Huh? I would think it probably is, isn't it? I would no, think it, it is. Ian. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being a little bit tongue-in-cheek there. <laughs> and I'm saying, like... We just cannot keep avoiding relegation on the last day of the season, right? It's going to come and bite you in the backside. And I've got a really horrible feeling it's going to be Wednesday night. It could well be. You think we're going down? Uh, <laughs> it's Birmingham City, Mark. Nothing would surprise me. Nothing. 
Mm. I mean, oh, ultimately, yeah, yeah. We, we, we've had, I think it's in the, in the last three years, this will be the third, or four years, this will be the third, 19th. If we finish 19th, I mean, we've had like two 19th place finishes, I think, in the last three years. Yeah. You know, so if you play with... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if you play with fire, you're eventually going to get burnt, ain't you, you know? Yeah. yeah, but I'll be banking on. I can't see Charlton beating Leeds. I've got to be honest. So they, aren't no. they playing Leeds? Yeah. Don't you think yeah. the Leeds might just take the foot off the gas now? I wouldn't have thought so. Not not. Was there any not back in your day? You know, if if, if if you'd got promotion and you was on another game after, you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to step up a league here. Yeah? The last thing I, I now want is an injury that's going to put me out the first half of the season. Nah, that it doesn't work like that, Nick. I've got to be honest. You know, and I know Charlton have got something to play for, <laughs> but Leeds are a good 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 team, aren't they? So. I think Leeds playing at 70% will probably have enough for, him, for Charlton not to beat them. But you, yeah. you never know. You're right. You never know. They beat Derby yesterday, didn't they? Leeds. They? Yeah. Leeds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, three, yeah. Uh, three, one, was it? Three, two, something like that. Three, yeah. one. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. And plus, it's also at Leeds as well, isn't it? So, I mean, I know there's no fans there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that they'll, they'll, they'll want to finish in some style. I've got yeah. a feeling the most, they've got the most... Side, yeah. They've got more cardboard cutout fans yeah. than anybody else I've seen. Leeds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have. Uh, Stephen Gill, uh, Ian, wants to know what's your favourite goal in your career, your favourite personal goal? Uh, against, would be my, North for Northampton, yep. against Bristol Rovers, playoff semi-final. We lost the first leg 3-1, and then we, we won the second leg 3-0 to get to Wembley, and I got the second one on the night. To, it, was, it was very, very enjoyable. Uh, so I didn't score many, so uh, at, at senior level. Um, so, yes. Scoring for Blues, it would have been FA Youth Cup away at Leeds at Ellen Road. I did actually score for about 30 yards, believe it or not, for the Blues youth team. Right. Okay, go to Jude for a quick second. A lot of people are saying that uh, it would be nice to make Jude the captain tomorrow uh, as, a, as a thank you and a send-off. That would be a nice gesture, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, just, just, I'll just, I, I, don't, I don't want to hog the whole conversation. So, that's um, your conversation, you, mate. It's your night. Your show, mate. Obviously, I, I teach a, a nice school up in, in Derbyshire, and we, we often played against Jude Bellingham School Priory. And he was a, you could tell then he was an absolute class act. He used to play, you know, so I watched him play up to about the age of 13, 14. I, I went and did a, a week's teaching at Priory as part of my teacher training. Uh, and, I, you know, and he was always a, a good lad and, and a very, very, very good player. What part of Derbyshire? Uh, Repton. Oh, well, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the A38. That's the one. So he's, <laughs> he, he's an extremely good player and he, he'll have had a, you know, I know his dad, well, I know his dad very well, but I know of him and I've seen, and he's, he's, he's got his head screwed on and, and clearly he's a, got his a lad, he's a lad's head screwed on as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, Daniel Jordan says Leeds will be hung over. Anyone in that ground will be hung over from the promotion party opening chart and don't turn up. That's, that's mad, isn't it? Relying on, a, on, a, on another team not to turn up or relying on another team to get deducted points. That's what's making me so mad. Right. There is something wrong at our football club from top to bottom. Top to bottom. Right. And I ain't beating about the bush. If it's Mr. Dong, sort him out. Mm. Right. He is the last person I want to see in a tracksuit. The last person. You should have a suit on, you should have your tie on, and you should be up in your director's chairs or in your box doing whatever you do. You, Mr. Dong, should be nowhere near a football field, ever. Ever. Did you have that back in your day, Ian, or not? Um, well, so I'm talking about my area. I mean, Samesh quite fancied himself as a player, didn't he, if you remember? Yeah. He often did the keep you up. So he, he came into the chat. I mean, I, know, I remember a good one with Samesh where 
um, it was an argument about money, unsurprisingly. It was about the Leyland F bonuses. Um, yeah, yeah. And he sort of came into the changing rooms. And cut a long story short, we, we'd been getting paid peanuts all the way because the crowds weren't very big. And then in the semi-final, it was something like, I think it was £1,000 a man, which was massive money back then. Uh, and so we, we obviously beat Brentford. We were, get, we were thinking, oh, we're going to get low. Yeah, we picked up our pay packets. We had about 90 quid each. So what's this? He goes, oh, it's £1,000 between you. So there was a big sort of crisis meeting about the wording in the contract. And, and he had to pay us in the end. But remember, when after he paid us, he kicked off massively about half an hour going through our deficiencies as a squad, which was quite interesting. Uh, and I think and I think he sort of turned to Lou then and said, have I got your backing on this, Lou? And Lou was like, no, not really. So you could put, you could kind of see the cracks developing then a little bit. Mm. Uh, match has just ended. Sheffield, uh, Everton, 1-0. Who to? Sheffield. Hang on, I've lost it. Uh, uh, Sheffield United, nil. Thank you, Hang on, no, oh, stupid thing. Match ended. Sheffield, nil. Everton, 1. My apologies. Mm-hmm. My apologies. It's currently still nil-nil in the uh, Brighton-Newcastle game. Mm-hmm. Okay, we so, so we've got the fans' questions from in the week. Is that okay now? Yeah. Fuck, oh, fuck. lovely. Yeah, cracking. Crack on. Yeah, so what we do, Ian, we, we, we just put out on our page just to ask our, our viewers to ask any questions. And uh, I'll just ask of you course. a few that we've been put on there, if that's okay. Um, so Bruce Merrison is asking, did you like being called Captain Chaos? <laughs> I didn't mind either way. I, 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 no, I didn't mind, to be fair. You know, I mean, ultimately, I, yeah, I, I didn't mind either way. I mean, you know, I didn't particularly have a chance. So, um, no. so yeah, he was fine. You know, I remember fair, singing you, it on the old cop. I mean, you, know, you, could call, you, you could call me, I mean, I, you know, you could, I've, I've been called lots of things, to be fair. So you kind of become immune to any sort of nicknames in, in a nice way. So, yeah, I didn't mind either way. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was perfectly happy. Yeah. And this kind of touches on the, what we talked about earlier, but it's kind of different. So Eric Bullock's asking, who was the best striker and winger you ever faced? Now, I know you said Ginola in your career, but you can say for Blues, I suppose, because you said, obviously, uh, Glenn Oddle. I, I, I tell you what, I think as a winger... Yeah. I tell you, always gave you a tough afternoon. Would have been Robbie Dennison at Wolves. Um, yeah, yeah. Good, good battles with him over the years at Blues and at Stoke. But he was one of those players. He was not particularly quick, Robbie. But you know, yeah. he, had, he could go to. He could go either way. He had a good shot on him, and he had good delivery. He was a, a tricky player. So I would think consistently, having played against somebody six or seven times, I'd say he was probably somebody I thought always gave me a, a, a good battle. Yeah. Okay. And Steve Jobs asking, can he describe how he found out his feelings, how he found out, stroke his feelings, when he found out he was going to be given his first professional contract with what was a dream come true playing for his beloved Blues? I don't know. It, it was, as you said, it was a, a fantastic. I mean, get, get, getting signed as an apprentice was, 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 was brilliant. Um, and then I actually made my debut before I was a professional. So I, was, I made my debut as a 17 year old and I was still on 2850. Um, yeah, yeah. And then. And then I so I can't. And then on my 18th birthday, Dave Mackay was it Dave Mackay? No, it was, no, it was Gary. Sorry, Gary Pendry. Uh, yeah. I mean, got a contract, and I was over the moon. You know, I was signed for the rest of that season and the next season. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I was. I was made up, as they would say, or any 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 cliche you could think of. But it was brilliant. It, was, it, it is the proverbial dream come true, really. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. You know, and, and, and most of the apprentices back then, most of the apprentices back then were were Blues fans. They signed nine of us in our year, and most of us were well. We were all from Birmingham, and most of us yeah. were uh, would have been Blues fans as well. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff. <coughs> um, and Stephen Gill's asking, what was it like to play at the old Wembley, and what was it like before kickoff? So, in the dressing room, you can talk us through in the dressing room, maybe before the game, half time, and after. I tell you what, I mean, 
you're testing my memory out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, be, before the game, I just remember thinking we were quite relaxed, really. We'd, we'd sort of gone around before and I'd, I'd, I'd a walk around the stadium. Uh, you know, there was plenty of Blues fans in early. Um, and I, I just remember feeling quite relaxed. You know, we, we, I think Lou, Lou played it well. He said, you know, go and enjoy yourself. Go, go and wave at people. That's fine. Go and say hello. And then from about half two onwards, just, just get yourself focused on the game. Um, yeah. And he, he always kept it quite light-hearted, Lou, anyway. So there was the, there was the usual stuff going around. Um, and then, obviously, you know, queuing up before, and I just I, I just felt good. And, and when, when you walk out and you, and you see all, all the Blues fans there, it's, it's a massive lift. I don't care what anyone says. that If, if you know there's, there's that many people there supporting you, it's a massive bonus. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That noise was just, oh, man, yeah. that was just off the scale, yeah. that noise, wasn't it? And then, obviously, half-time, it was going well, but clearly, you know, whatever we said at half-time didn't work because it went 2-2 in about 20 minutes. Um, yeah. But, but and then, and then at, at the end, it was just great. It was, you know, there, there was a massive relief. There was, there was press there. It just felt like nice chaos at the end. You know, I mean, it, just, it was just like a blur. We went on to the, to the Wembley Hills and afterwards, and it was the, the reception the next day at the Town Hall. It was just a terrific couple of days, really. And, of yeah, course, yeah. we did the ultimate Birmingham City thing as well, didn't we? Um, John Gale was interviewed live on TV straight after the game, and he'd still got his... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. You got the three points, yeah. and he picked up the three points. Oh, mate! Yeah. I tell you what, that is just <laughs> the best thing ever. Right, so here's my story, Ian. Here's my story. For the um, uh, semi-final, I went to the Birmingham Brentford semi-final, yeah. and then I got a ticket for the Brentford Birmingham yeah. semi-final, the, the the second leg. Back in that day, that cost me ninety-two quid. Well, I mean, that's a lot. Ninety-two yeah. pound, and I was in with the Brentford fans, right? And on that final whistle, I was going damn delirious, right? And there was a little <laughs> old gentleman in front of me. He must have been in his 80s. He turned around with tears running down his face. And he put his hand on my arm and he said, enjoy your day, son, won't you? And I just went, oh, my God, what have we just done? I'm just oh. like, whoa, whoa. Uh, so I gave him an hug. I told him I was sorry. <laughs> uh, and then I drove out of Brentford's football club. And that was the very first time that I'd ever seen Wembley Stadium driving home from, from Brentford, right? Yeah. Then for the final... I slept outside St Andrews all night, right? Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, in the morning, Mr Kumar came up with a, a certain young lady on his arm, no names mentioned. And uh, being a season ticket holder, I hadn't got a ticket, and I think we'd only been allocated something like 3,000 for the first allocation, and we ended up taking 45 down there. Yeah. What a day. What an absolute day. day. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, man. Tell you what, I'm, I'm so... So filled up tonight, Paul. I'll tell you what, you know, I was in such a bad mood for this tonight. I was ready to rip somebody <laughs> a new one, right? And and I can't because Ian's in, and, and, and that was one of the best days of my life. That day. oh, it was great. It, it was, it, you know, we, I, I think, you know, the, the build-up, going, going to Reading Uni the week before, because we had probably five or six, you know, Birmingham fans and young kids in the squad, it just took us away from everything. It was a, looking back, it was a genius, really. It was a masterstroke, really, doing that from, from Lou. You know, taking us away from everything. We, we, no one had a mobile phone in those days, so you know, you, you weren't ringing yeah. people. You were just totally away from it all. It was, and everyone was just focused on football and having a laugh and those kinds of things. So it was good. Okay, mm. people, come on, give us your stories because Richard Whitehouse said 15, 16 lads staying in a transit van all weekend for the Lane and Duff final. Happy days. Brilliant. That must have been one hell of a journey. I feel sorry, I feel sorry for the driver. 
if anybody else has got some more good stories, please give them us on your Leyland Daft Cup final. You know what? We should we should have really made this into a Leyland Daft Cup final show, shouldn't yeah. we? Really. Yeah. My, my my daughter was um, seven weeks old. Your daughter was seven weeks old. Yeah, I wasn't. Gonna and you miss, still went to the game. I wasn't. I wasn't going to miss it. So. Too bloody they, right, mate. They came, <laughs> so they came down with me and yeah. uh, dropped me off at Wembley, and then they went on to uh, her friends just around the corner, and they stayed there while I was at the match. Oh, Come on, I want some more Leyland Daft final stories. Funny, uh, not so funny, anything. Anything you've got. Obviously, don't swear. We want to keep it clean. And uh, Craig Courtney, my first ever game at Wembley. What a match to start off with. Brilliant. Yeah, same as me. Same Brilliant. as me, yeah. That's my first one. Yeah. Owen Doyle, yeah, what been, a player, my favourite as a kid. I'm thinking he's referring to you. And... <laughs> it was my it was my third time at the old Wembley. I'd been with the school for a couple of England games with my school uh, before that. I watched us yeah. play Cameroon and Poland uh, just after the ninety yeah. World Cup. Yeah, no, um, I never played football, yeah. right? But then after after that day, after that absolutely, it wasn't just a day; it was an occasion, right? Yeah. Some people will say that like, it was only the Leyland Daft Cup. No, not to us. It wasn't right. It was our first no. Wembley appearance. And I'm 58, 59 years old on Christmas Day. I've never ever told no, anybody no, that no, before. No. It looks a lot older, right? Getting close, Chris. I've got to start getting the mentions in. <laughs> uh, and you know what? After that, I was hooked on the old Wembley, and that stadium mm. became a part of me. And I went to every England game possible that was going there, everyone, time after mm. time after time. And then I lost my love for the international game once all the prima donnas started coming in, and there was no fight, yeah. no passion, no nothing. Mm. I still think yeah. though, that night, I think the 91 game, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I, I went to 91, I went in 95, went to the Carlin, I did all the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. That, <clears throat> that first one, in how old would you have been, Mark? What, in 91? Yeah. I was, 15, I was uh, 15. Oh, right. Okay. Because you're quite old yeah, then. I went, yeah, I went with my dad. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it was, that is so special, that first time. It was, yeah. yeah. It really was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I re- oh, yeah, yeah it's, it was a special day. And I, I was I was 12 and uh, I remember it. Obviously, I remember it well. My uncle drove us there. And um, yeah. we got we got there. And there was, there was I remember seeing a sign saying that the market's not on today. And I remember... A couple of people being disappointed about the market not being on. That's you know, what, what, you no, no, well, not the blues. No, it was people who oh, go locals. there for the market. There must have been people who go there for the market every week, and obviously, uh, they didn't realize there was a game on. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a good crazy, one, it's a good one for me. And he says, I remember being at Leyland Duff at seven years of age and seeing seeing a Mark Hughes play for Tramia. And my dad said, Don't worry, he's rubbish. <laughs> 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 uh, Siobhan was only six, so she didn't go. Why not? There's no excuses, that. Huh? You know, no. Seven weeks, my daughter was. She was trying to make us all feel old, didn't she? <laughs> Talk for yourself, Paul. <laughs> uh, Ian, last... so, go on, off you go, Paul, sorry. I was just going to say, there's one last question from our viewers. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, yeah. also, this, this one also tests your memory as well, Ian. Okay. Uh, Simon Price is asking, do you remember presenting trophies at Coronation Star end of season award ceremony at Lightall School in Solihull in eight, at the end of the 1989-90 season? You, I do. You said, I was, you said he was dressed smart as he collected his most improved, improved player award in his, tw- in his tweed jacket and chinos. Oh, no. Chinos! I do remember that as it happens because I believe Potsy might have been playing for Coronation Star then. As in oh, Graham okay. Potter. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sure he was, and then obviously he came to play for us later, and he was my car school partner for Stoke for quite a few years, Potsy as well. So I'm pretty yeah. sure I stand to be corrected that that because I remember Potsy said to me, yeah, I remember that it was it was a really good night. And so uh, yeah, I'm sure that was the case. So yes, I remember it well. <laughs> and he's got all comments for Graham Potter. He's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, mate, well, yeah. Mate, mate, maybe he could be our next manager. <laughs> yeah. Some oh, more comments coming in. I didn't the question. Final. Well, Linda says she was only 12. Um, what's the sentence for compulsive lying, Chris? 12? Oh, come on. Yeah. No, it, was a, it was only 12. Uh, it's probably size 12. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably, probably a high heels that she was wearing. 12 years old. Craig Courtney, I went to the West Midlands bus uh, and someone tried, I went on the, on the West Midlands bus. Somebody tried to rip my scarf out the window but failed on Wembley Way. Uh, that day was immense. I always remember my dad saying the atmosphere will hit you and still get air standing on end now. I do too, mate. Ray Hobbro, I think back in the day we were all just wishing Blues would get to Wembley in our lifetime. And so it happened in 91. Uh, Pete Taylor says 94 was my first Wembley trip, 12 years old. And Jerry Smith, fantastic day and even better weekend. The Fusilier pub, we kidnapped three Tranmere fans. <laughs> <laughs> This could have legal complications. <laughs> we, we kidnapped three Tramia fans and had them singing something on the villa all night long. Big Steve Cooper's board for the rest of his soul. Great kid. Oh, brilliant, mate. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, great. Uh, Ian, uh, Ian Clayton's asking, what's it like being in history? In the greatest uh, being in history of the greatest ever ever goal scored at Wembley, and to me it is, and it, it is simply the greatest ever goal scored at Wembley. That Beckham one was pretty good when he put us through to the um, was it the Euros against. Um, did, 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 did. That was Old oh, Trafford, Nick. Old Trafford, yeah. yeah I, I would say I would say Gascoigne against Scotland has got to be up there, running very close if it's not better. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon Bobby Charles in '66 was decent when we beat yeah. Mexico two 0 That wasn't bad either, to be fair. I reckon. But, uh, I reckon. I reckon it was even better than Simon Storage in the Leyland Duff final. <laughs> no, surely not. <laughs> Good friend of the show, Steve Portman, has just put a link up on Blake's memory. I can't click it, Steve. I said, anything I've got on my laptop will go off at the moment, but I will do it afterwards. It's on the birminghammail.co.uk. Please click on it and uh, do what you need to do. We're Birmingham City fans. That's what we do. That's what we do. All right. Okay. Um... So you didn't really, Ian, have, have all the glitz and the glamour, you know, the suits and everything. Um, oh, we uh, got the suits. We, 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 got, yeah, we got the suits. <laughs> I remember the suits. They were quite nice, yeah. But there, there was a little yeah, bit okay. of a story behind them as well, wasn't there? <laughs> they were very smart, Nick. Very, very smart, mate. I know they we, were. We, we looked, to, to be fair, you know, look, the, the club didn't have a lot of cash then. And, and, and to be fair to Sam Hitch and, and, you know, and, and, and the board, they, they tried the best. And we had a night at the Wembley Hilton afterwards. They, they looked after us. We got well, well rewarded as well for winning it. So I've got nothing but good, good memories about that time. Good mm, stuff. Yeah. Steve Belshaw, thanks for your service, Ian Clarkson. Keep right on. Thank um, you. You know, uh, a legend. You're a legend, mate. I'm not you sure about that, mate. But I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was good fun. Yeah, yeah can I test so, your you know, memory again? Can I, can I test your memory again, mate? Go on, Paul. What was the best goal? that was scored at St Andrews while you were on the pitch for us that you can remember? Oh, for us? Whoa, yeah. blimey. Um, now you're talking. God. Uh, probably seen a few. Uh, God. Oh, really? I'm not just... I'm not just have a think about that one, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I, I can remember that aforementioned Swindon game. Andy Savile is an absolute rocket in that game, I, I remember. He was, um, he was good when he Andy Savile. I liked him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, was, he wasn't bad at all. Um, yeah. I'm going to... Do you know what? You, you have tested there, Paul. I'll, I'll have a little think about that one, mate. And see okay, all right. We'll come back to it. Ray Hobro says suits, shell suits, weren't they? Not <laughs> some great shell suits. Great match winner shell suits. Shell suits, yeah, wow. Oh, yeah. It was they, traveling the spon- from Liverpool, not us. <laughs> Were they sponsored by West Midlands Travel? <laughs> That's the one, yeah, yeah. Look, you know, it, it was 1990, 1991. It was the highest, you know, we were just sort of coming out of that that house rave scene, everyone had a shell suit and curtains and all that kind of stuff. So we were we were quite happy in shell suits back in the day. I must admit, I did have one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah. It was yeah. white and black and gold. Oh God, blimey! Oh no! I, I, listen, you know, I had to, I had to, you know, all about image back then, wasn't it, Chris? You know what I mean? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you still haven't got one. <laughs> did you have um, Did you have Bermuda shorts as well? Oh uh, dear. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Ricketts wants to know if we think there's any truth in Cranchar as the new manager. And um, somebody has replied to Daniel, betting has been suspended on Sky Sports and bet Victor just before I joined the chat. Yeah, I'm, 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 hearing, I'm hearing there's quite strong connections now, so it's looking hopefully going to be likely. I mean, yeah, I, I, th- I mean, obviously he didn't do that well at Forest, but he did a good job at Middlesbrough, didn't he? Mm. So I don't know. He's certainly a you know somebody who's got a, a promotion on his CV, which is good. Um, he's, not, he's not the most exciting, is he? But having said that, I wouldn't be averse to him coming. To be honest, I would prefer Ian Holloway personally. I'd love him to. He's he's he's, he's a twenty twenty version of Barry Fry. Ian Holloway to me. I don't know what the fascination is with Holloway. He's got. I like his. I just like just like his comedy. I like his aura. He's got an aura. He's got a persona. Yeah, well, he's, a kind of pl- he's the kind of bloke you'd want to play for, isn't he? You know, he's very like. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see what you like about him, Nick. I really can. Whenever I, I always enjoy watching his interviews. Um, yeah, he's great when he's on um, um, the EFL show as well, isn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'd like to just thank um, Quest and the EFL show for putting us on last yet again on... Uh... <laughs> I, know, yeah. Yeah, right. I can't say, I can't, to that though, I can't say I blame him at the moment. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't, no. I didn't yeah, well, watch it anyway. Paul, Paul, I almost went to the bookies for the first time in my life and put a bet on that we'd be last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so on that on that subject, every week we ask people to um, uh, message the show either via video or or voice uh, or, or or a proper message. And so we've got one here from Paul Ashwood. It's quite a long one, so bear with me. Uh, first time sending a message to you. I just wanted to vent my frustrations out with regards the players and the board. I've supported Blues all my life and I've never known the players lack so much desire. Guts <coughs> feels, especially <coughs> since the restart, that none of the players could care less, with the exception of Camp Bellingham and Djukovic. I've always associated <coughs> Blues with the last-ditch tackles, a.k.a. Granger, etc. <coughs> we had such a great team ethic through the early night, through the late 90s. I'll just turn myself up a bit there. Uh, it just feels since the Carling Cup win that it's gone downhill. I really hope we stay up, but feel we're relying on Leeds to win or draw against Charlton. Great show, and I look forward to listening and watching every Monday keep rides <coughs> on. It's a shame that we are relying on other teams. Paul? Yeah, sorry about that. A bit of a coughing fit going on. Yeah, um, well, good words there. What do you think? I think ultimately, Chris, if we win on Wednesday, and I, I, know, I know it sounds... 
unrealistic at the moment. But, you know, bad runs have to end the same as good runs do. So, you know, if they all roll their sleeves up and actually sort themselves out, because a lot of these players that aren't doing it at the moment, we have seen them do good things previously under under leadership. And that's the problem. There's no leadership at the moment. Yeah. Great comment there, right? And I appreciate what you're saying. Bad runs do have to come to an end. Yeah. It's gone on for 10 years. <laughs> on the whole, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. In reality, 10 long years hours have gone on for. What you need to do, Nick, is, is, is take the long-term view. So I think we've got a 200-year master plan to conquer Europe. It started, <laughs> started in 1875. So <laughs> I'll look back in 2075 when we're sort of, you know, Champions League winners, and I'll say, ah, oh, I remember that period, the fallow years. <laughs> Ian, I'll tell you a true story, right? It must have been six years ago. Chris Brown will back me up on this, right? Okay. And I said, it was six years ago, because I remember it. I said, in six years' time, Birmingham City, and this was 2014, in six years' time, Birmingham City will win the Premier League. I've got 2020 vision. <laughs> Very good. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Do you remember that one, Chris? Hang on. No, it's not that one. That's <laughs> 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 my new gizmo. Okay, let's be serious now, ladies and gents, girls and boys. Um, it's quarter past eight in the evening. The sun's shining in the sky. It's nice and blue. Uh, there isn't a cloud in sight, one thing and another. Let's have your predictions for Wednesday night. Chris, start with you. Oh, crikey. Hmm. I'm sorry. I think we're going to lose 1 0. How many? 1 0. 1 0. This Mark. is going to be the most depressing bit. I, I think we'll draw 1 1. 1 each. One, one. Yeah. Paul. I was going to say the same as Mark. 1 each, yeah. 1 1. Yeah. Ian. 0 0. I think we're going to lose 2 0. <sighs> I'd take 0 0. Oh, I don't think yeah, we're going I'm... down. My gut feeling is we're not going down, though. I, no, I'm, I'm with Paul. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think we're going down. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Craig's gone Craig uh, one nil. One nil Jude to score. That's a good buy present. Ian Holloway, <laughs> one of the managers. Oh golly, the, the, these are coming quickly, quickly. Oh, yeah. Ian Holloway is one of the best uh, Holloway is one of the best managers who get blues and knows what we're all about, the type. And of nothing uh, sorry, I'm I'm sorry, it's just I'm I scroll up and then forty comments come in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. What do you say yeah. to galvanise the club? I know. Uh, yeah, he would galvanise the club. Okay, let's have a look at some of these scores. And uh, Craig Courtney's going one nil. Jude Daniel Ricketts is going one one. Siobhan two nil. Graham Brown lose two nil. Blues two one. Bellingham on the score sheet from Linda. Uh, she put six nil. What? Sorry, she didn't put six nil. Yeah, Linda, what's up with your six nil? Has she lost faith? She must have. <laughs> well, she's lost the memory. Oh. You know. As you get older. <laughs> Ian Clayton says we're going to lose 3-0, crikey. crikey. Uh, Richard Whitehouse, 2-1 to Blues. Stephen Rice, 0-0. Nil, nil. Sam Mullett, 2-2. And Ray, 3-3. Three, three. Oh, that would be a thriller from Manila, wouldn't it? Mm. Jason, 0-0. Mm. Nil, nil. Preston, uh, sorry. Preston, 3-0. I don't want to get that one from Jerry, to be honest with you. But there you go. Uh, Jason Drennan has gone 2-1. Mm. Lots and lots and lots of coming in. Daniel mm. Jordan, nil. Jude Bellingham, that would be an absolute great goodbye present. Imagine. If imagine the rest that. is over, how the hell do you think we can contain Rooney? He will murder us on his own from John. Mm. I don't think, I don't know. It's not the same Rooney, is it? Yeah. 
<laughs> Dave twice six nil. We would have seen everything this year. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be he funny? Wouldn't be doing his show in the book. <laughs> Last oh. game of the season, win 6 0, and I have to do it nude. Mrs. Brown, can you confirm how long we're now going to go on for after the season's finished? Sorry? Oh, uh, well, I, don't, I can't, no. Because, no, when the season finishes, we'll, we'll stop for a bit, I think, because it's been a long, we've done F show all the way through, Everybody, all the way yeah, through lockdown. Yeah. We, haven't had a, we, haven't had a, we haven't had a week off, have we? A show off, no? No, we've got, we've got, you know it's, it's, it's been a blessing, not only for the people out there as well, but for the likes of us as well. You know, to yeah, meet yeah. up together on Monday night to have a chat and, uh, you know, get absolute stars in from, from the past. It's been an absolute blast this summer, as I'll be honest with you, as far as, as, far as the show's concerned. And uh, the important news tonight, ladies and gents, is that Royal Sports are continuing to sponsor us yeah. again next year. Thank you very much indeed. Isn't that wonderful? Mm. Huh? Stuff. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mingham City's principal sponsor uh, sponsors a Tilton Talk show. Yeah, Take that in. Take that. Take it in. Come on. Come on. Sorry, Nick, can we come on to Ian's 1 to 11? Yes, yes, go for it. Yeah, please. Looking forward to this. Come on, Ian. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, I mean, I was asked about this. So you've got to bear in mind, you know, it wasn't the glory years, so you're not going to have Francis Hatton Burns in there and people like that. But it was, uh, people have sort of played with it. My goalkeeper is going to be, I think, it's a toss-up between Martin Thomas and Alan Miller. Um, yeah. In terms of... I mean, Alan was only there for three months, but he was clearly a very good goalie. Uh, yeah. But I played with Tomo probably more. Yeah, Alex Welsh International as well. I'm probably just going to lean towards Tomo just because I, I played with him a lot, a lot longer. Uh, but, you know, Alan Miller would have run him very close, really. Mm. Did we get him on loan off Arsenal, was he? Is that right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had him for th- sort of three months. Tomo got injured, didn't he, in the start of that promotion season. Um, and then we had, we had uh, him, we had Alan Miller, we had Kevin Dearden at the end, who also did very well. And we had A another who escapes me. Uh, cheese, was it Cheese Right? John Cheese Right? Yes, John Cheese Right. Good shout, Mark. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So, Les you know, Seeley as well. Was Les Seeley there as well? He came the year after. after oh, yeah, two, two year. years after Les Seeley was there. I think it was, you know, he was there the year after, definitely. Okay. Yeah. He came the same time as Speedy, I think, Dave Speedy. So, um, yeah. so right back, I'm going to pick Ray Ransom. Um, good player, Ray. Uh, played in with him a couple a few times in the first team, and I sort of ran the building with him a lot. But I think in terms of quality as a fullback, I'm going to I'm going to put Ray Ranson in there. Uh, Centre half, big Vince, big Vince Overson. Yeah, um, yeah. Certainly for me, you know, a, a sort of a, a good leader. Uh, knew what his limits were, but was was terrific. A great competitor. Um, would would win lots of things aerially, but and a, and a real sort of a, a real leader of men. You know, I, I had lots of time for Vince. He really helped me when I, when I was a young lad as well. So, uh, and a, a very good player. Now, my other centre-half, this is this is the tricky one. I couldn't, I wasn't really sure on this one. Um, I got a few options, really. And sort of narrowed it down here to sort of, between sort of Matthewson and Marden, really. Um, and for me, I'm probably going to give it Trev. Uh, just on the yep. basis of, the year we went up, he came in right at the death and played six games on the spin and we, and we won all of them. Um, and, and, you know, he, he, he won't go down in the annals as one of Birmingham's best ever centre-halves. But the time I was there, you know, I think he was... He, he scored quite a few goals for us, important goals, uh, and he never gave anything less than 100%. So, you know, if I was picking an all-time 11 of all my clubs, he wouldn't have got in it. But as I'm yeah. doing Birmingham, probably <clears throat> But I stand to be corrected by anybody else on that one if they want to stick in Marden or... You know, 
clearly, Ian Atkins was coming towards the end of his career at Blues, but he was also a good player in the past. Mm. Yeah. Left back for me has got to be John Frame. Uh, yeah. 300 games for the club. You don't play 300 games plus for a club if you're not a good player. He's a, uh, you no. know, I knew him when he was uh, playing for Hall Green St. Michael's in the Central Warwickshire League. Yeah, he's a good, solid lad. Played with him at Northampton as well. And his quality on the ball was underrated. Um, great taker of penalties uh, and just an all round good, solid citizen who you knew would be, you know, as I said, a, a, a sort of a, a modern day Malcolm Page, if you like. Yeah. yeah. As much recognition as you, as you should, really, does he, Friday? I don't think so. Uh, you know, he, you know, he, appeared, he played in the top flight as well, didn't he? And uh, yeah. when, when John Bond was there, so he played in three divisions for the Blues and he was a, 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 for me, I think he had, he had really good quality. He could play midfield as well as left back. Um, so yeah, I'd, he, he, he'd be in the, in my back four. Mm-hmm. Uh, midfield, I'm going to put Rogerson on the right hand side. Um, yeah, good player. Me, good yeah. quality player. Good really, player. you know, got to move to Sunderland. Really enjoyed playing with him personally. You know, we sort of dovetailed nicely, but his quality on the ball was terrific. That year we got up, he scored a stack of goals for us from wide right. Um, and he, you know, I, I used to do all his dirty work for him and he used to have all the quality. Uh, just a good, <laughs> good, good player. You know, and, yeah. and and a really good lad, and I think he was again somebody. You know, when he when he stopped playing for us, we missed him. Mm. I was gutted. I was gutted when he missed out on Wembley. Yeah, me too. It was a shame for him because he, he didn't ever so well. Yeah. yeah. Conversely, I was pleased for Yates. He, he was a great kid as well. But it, it, yeah. I was sorry for Dodge because he he had a yeah, of course yeah, and he he was sick that he missed out on that, and you know he had a really yeah. good season, and he, he was a good player. Yeah. Um, Particularly in that semi-final against Brentford, he had an absolute stormer at home. Um, yeah, scored, yeah. didn't he? Scored, didn't he? Did, yeah, he, he scored. Been... I think it was him and Gailey. I think I can't quite remember. It was certainly him. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. You know, he's a yeah. good player. Dodge um, central midfield for me is going to be Gleghorn. I'm not going to play him wide left. I'm going to play him in the middle because when he went to Stoke, he was even better in the middle. Um, just to, for me, I think in my seven years at Blues, he was probably consistently the best player I played with, Nigel. Mm-hmm. Good quality. Excellent player. Yeah, scored lots of goals. Never panicked. Um, you know, very much. He's very much his own man as well. Wouldn't always follow the crowd, but he always made really good decisions, Nigel. Uh, and you know, when he, you're playing as a fullback, crossing into the box for him, you just couldn't miss that head. He was brilliant. He's just gonna always at the far post. <laughs> never panicked. At the far post. But, but you know, in terms of his quality, you know, very, very much he was his own man as well. Wouldn't always follow the crowd, but he, he, really he made that ball move quickly. And, uh, and uh, you know, yeah. So for me, really good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, the other central midfield is a tough one, really, because I, I, I was leaning towards sticking Tate in as well. So, because I know Paul's the same age as me. You know, we've grown up together. We were then sort of two who kind of made it through. Um, and he's got really good quality, Tatey. Um, you know, and also, and it's going to sound bizarre, but for about half a season, David Rennie had as big an impact as anybody has seen at the club when he came and, and we got promotion. Um, he'd come, I think he'd come from Leeds. And he had an absolute, I can't describe how good his influence was in terms of off the pitch, on the pitch. But he probably didn't do it for long enough. So I'm going to probably stick to Tatey in alongside Nigel. Um, again, great quality on the ball, Tatey. Um, yeah. I, think he was probably better, I think he was probably better up front, in all fairness. But he played most of his games in midfield. And he, and he, but he made some good runs, uh, good quality on the ball, uh, and always worked hard. Which leaves wide left. Uh, and it's a toss-up between Louis Donover or Graham Potter. I'm going to give it to Donover, who I think on his day... I, I know he blew hot and cold, Louis, but I remember playing against Crystal Palace where he absolutely murdered them when we were a, we were a League it's One. His speed was off the scale, wasn't yeah. it? 
Yeah, he, you know, he, he didn't always get it right, Louis, but but when he did, he was he was almost unplayable. Um, yeah, he was brilliant. You know, so so for me, on that alone, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to play against him every week. So no. for me, I think Louis' quality, he scored some good goals and he had some great pace. He could play, you know, d- down the middle as well. So that, that's the sort of my midfield for me, back for me, me front two. Uh, Simon Sturridge, definitely for me. Uh, I think he, if he hadn't got injured, he'd have gone and played in the Premier League. I think he's got great quality, Simon. Uh, you know, as a fullback, he was a dream to play with. He made so many angles for you. Great touch, good finisher, great feet, everything that you want in a striker. Worked his socks off, uh, you yeah. know, good local kid. So, uh, And I'm going to put Steve Whitten alongside him. Uh, All right. Okay. Played with him. I think Witt was a class player. Um, you know, he touched and some of the goals... I saw him score when I was a 16-year-old kid at the club and beyond that. Some of the things he could do, I've not seen players been able to do. He really was that good. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's a great lad. He speaks to him and he say, he'll probably say, you know, I, I enjoyed my life a lot as well. Um, but but he's a great, great player. And some of the skills and the goals he scored, again, you know, you could hit him with any ball. He'd kill it stone dead. And he had a great first touch. Uh, could score some unbelievable goals. So for me, I'm going to stick Witt in there as well. That's a yeah. <laughs> and who's the captain? Um, in that lot. Uh, oh, that's a good question. You'd probably give it to Vince, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of reaction coming to that then, Paul. Carl uh, uh, BZ said, Alan, they're the best goalie I've ever seen at Blues. And Penny Wood, I don't know where the association's come from. Alan, Minnie, Alan, uh, Alan Miller, you, Miller used to call me Jubblies. You used to call him what? <laughs> Penny Wood says, Alan Miller used to call her Jubblies. I wonder why. Steve Jobs just posted a a, a link where Sheffield, uh, Wednesday and Wigan, it's a story written by the Daily Mail, so we know that it's going to be true, uh, whereas Wigan and Sheffield, Wednesday will avoid any points deduction this season. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Siobhan says, Ian, did you have any run-ins with any other players, managers, and whether, whether it was at Blues or any other team? And if so... Do you still dislike them now? Uh, no, not really. No. Um, you know, what I said, probably, you know, during the course of your career, you do fall out with people because it's that kind of industry. You're, mm. It's quite heated. It's quite a passionate sort of job. Um, but generally, you know, I, I would have said at Stoke, you know, I'm not sure I was Joe Jordan's cup of tea. I'm not sure he was mine particularly. But, you know, if I saw him now, I, I wouldn't be doing him any will. I would hope he wouldn't me either. Um but, you know, I mean, most, you know, you, you learn things off everybody, really. And mm. I've got to be honest, no, I, no there's, there's, there's nobody I, 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 I dislike from inside. Clearly, you, you gravitate towards certain people, but there's nobody I dislike intensely from inside in football. Mm. And who was, the funniest, who, was the, who was the funniest person in the dressing room at, uh, at the Blues? Cool, there was a variety. Um, I don't know, it was just, you know, there, there, there was quite a lot of, of uh, young lads in at the time. So we always had, we always had a, a good giggle. Um, yeah. That was sort of, you know, Fox Tate, people like that when I was younger, and um, then you yeah. got people coming in. Uh, Robottom was always quite funny when he came in and signed. Um, yeah. He was trigger because he obviously wasn't, he, uh, wasn't immense, but he was a good lad. He was funny. Uh, yeah. There was all kinds of. There was. I said he was actually probably one of the funniest people. And this is going to lad called Paul Fitzpatrick, who was only there for how long? What about half a season? I he was absolutely hilarious. So he was one of the funniest people I met. James Quinn was a funny lad. He obviously went on to play for West Brom, Northern Ireland, that sort of lot. Um, yeah. You know, there was there was there were lots and lots of funny stories. Sometimes people who weren't 
necessarily amusing. It had the funny were, were the funniest without without actually knowing it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, um, yeah, got yeah. <laughs> um, you know, throughout the course of the time, yeah, m- most days you would go in and 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 you would have a laugh. It's just like going to school and getting paid for something you you, you really like really doing. Like you know, you yeah, 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 yeah. Ian, am I, am, I, am I correct in saying that your first full game for Blues was against them up the road? Yeah, we lost two 0 It was eighty-eight, wasn't it? Yeah. So no, you know that was. Well, I researched it earlier, and I weren't going to mention that. But <laughs> no, it's fair enough. Look, you know, it was a. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, that that was it. You know, I was I, I was I was delighted because I mean, yeah. I I didn't I've been in the squad a couple of times. I played a couple of friendlies pre-season, and then all of a sudden I looked on the team sheet and. Remember Vince giving me a slap on the back and saying, hey, "Off we go, then, kid." And uh, there we were, and I thought, "Bloody hell!" So the I, rest I, I had no ink. Yeah, not not until about half six. So <laughs> can't be bad. Okay, um, I did speak a little bit earlier about this uh, very serious complaint that Tilton Talk Show had in the week. Yeah, and um, Offici- I must admit, official that complaint. I, must say. I was guilty as charged, and uh, I was eating a pizza last week. Yes. It was unprofessional of me. I remember that. I know that. (laughs) Paul, but what you don't realise the circumstances is that we only had a very limited amount of time to get all the pubs ready for COVID-19 opening and one thing or another. And I have been absolutely pulled out. Right? It's not an excuse and I won't do it again. (laughs) Bring me that pizza! I won't do it again. (laughs) Yeah, the doorbell's just gone. Nobody, yeah. nobody noticed me when I screamed earlier, did they? The dominoes have arrived. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry for eating pizza on the show. It was wrong of me, but it was going cold and I can't stand cold pizza. <laughs> You're forgiven. Ian, who was your football idol growing up, mate? Probably would have been Colin Todd and Frank Worthings, I would think. You know, obviously, yeah, watch Frank the blues all the time. And they, they, for me, were the two players who, when I was about, you know... 11 and 12, probably caught my eye, and that's a good impression of my age. So I always liked defenders, so Colin Todd, because he was top class, and everyone liked watching Frank play. So, uh, yeah, probably those two, I think, really, initially. Yeah. Ian, do you still go to St Andrews, and how does it feel sitting watching the boys? Yes, Graham, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at me and Dave still do that ambassador role, so I go to about half the home games. It's great. I'm like everybody else, though. You know, I share all that sort of, I want to say they win every game, um, yeah. and you know, and, and as, as, a, as a Blues fan, it's it's always nice to watch the Blues play, and, and you know, and when you win, it's a great feeling. Yeah. So you're a, you're a Birmingham City supporter by birth, then, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I started. I got my first. I started going 78, 79 as my first season ticket, and then forevermore, really. You are one lucky individual. Yeah, to, I know. To be. An absolute supporter, and I know what it's like to be a supporter. So does Mark, and so does Paul, and so does Chris, and so does everybody else out there. Yeah. But to pull that shirt on and to walk down that tunnel, oh my that. god! Huh? It's looking, yeah. You, you know, you have to you have to make a few sacrifices on the way and have a modicum of talent somewhere in there, and it and it kind of you know <laughs> and it comes to fruition. Yeah. So, and it was you know, I mean, I, I was training at, I, I was training. With the Villa as well, till about 14, but I was never going to sign the Blues. Said the word. He said the word. Oh, well. Yeah, I, I apologise. <laughs> Ten years, and we've only ever had that word said twice, and you've done it tonight. <laughs> 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 no, oh, don't yeah. be. You're all right. Um, 
I was going okay. to say, can I ask? Sorry, can I just say, um, Ian? Yeah, go for it, mate. Yeah, um, Ian, who do you who do you room with before the night before Wembley? Who was your roommate? Oh, that's a great question. I really don't know. Uh, no, <laughs> actually, I'll tell you what. No, I, I can tell you because we were in student dig, so we had a room on our own. But it wasn't. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. It was a room with no telly. It was a room with, yeah. you know, it was a proper student dig. It was so a room. It, uh, <laughs> it's just it, a, room, yeah. a room with a bed with like a common room in the middle. So actually, I roomed on my own, which, in, in all fairness, was quite nice because there were some big snorers in that squad. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought any more about the goal on the pitch when you was on the pitch for the Blues at St Andrews? Which, which one? You know the question I asked you earlier about your memory? Asking you, oh, yeah, you just... sorry. Yes, yeah, a good question. Right, let, let, let me come back to that one. I think... Oh, I've got memory somewhere. There's a... There's a... I've got some kind of something in my head about a volley, but I can't uh, tell you what. I don't talk to you for two minutes. I'll have a think. I'll come back to you. <laughs> okay. okay. Lots of uh, lots of complaints coming in about, about your bad language, Ian. You mentioned the V word. Not Too suitably reprimanded. Nick, uh, nobody noticed me earlier eating an ice cream, so I should I should be clear. I shall replay the show later, Chris. And if that's the case, you're going to be put in a tilt and talk jail for four days. I had no choice. The wife <laughs> passed it to me and it was going to, it was either eat it or it was going to melt. I did so. see her making it outside. I did see yeah, her pass yeah. it to you. <laughs> you know what? So He's what? my mate. I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> While he's so, thinking, go on, right? Go on, I'm, I'm, go on, go on. I've had a thought. I've had a thought. Go on in. Go on. Season 92-93, we stopped up by the skin of our teeth again, one of those bits similar to this year. And yeah. we played Luton at home. And John Gale, bizarrely, scored another goal. One of those goals was against Luton, and he bent it in for about 25, 30 yards. Oh, I, yeah. I think that might be, I'm just thinking about that might be it. I can't have yeah. anything better that one. He wasn't, yeah. it, it, so wasn't, he wasn't long back goal. from injury, was he? No. Every goal is a good goal. Yeah. I remember that. I think yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, and it was you who put the ball in the box, wasn't it, for his overhead kick at Wembley? Yeah, no, he's, yeah, look, I mean, with, with Gailey, if you get it anywhere in and around the vicinity, you know, he's, he's going to either win it or put somebody off or, or challenge. So, <coughs> yeah, he's, he's just a, a unit, isn't he? He's a really big, big old lad, John. I'd give and him he, both my arms and legs, Ian, to be that person who put that ball in the box for Johnny to put that over his head. I, I would, honestly, I mean that. Wow, 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 wow. What a goal. I'm, what I'm, a I'm right, Ian, I, I am right about that. I don't know you did dink it into the penalty box, didn't you? And then I it was like a... headed it. Vince yeah. flicked it on. Yeah, and yeah. Gailey did the overhead kick. So yeah, yeah, and as I said, yeah, it was a, it was a. Look, I mean, yeah, we used to work on, we used to work on things like that, and actually, you know, it it, it paid off. Clearly, we had, we didn't work on Gailey doing overhead scissors every day, but we worked on <laughs> a, putting balls in certain areas. I mean, they they're just one offs, aren't they? You know what? If you hit it and it's sweet and it goes in the net, it could have gone absolutely anywhere. It could have, but you know what? Still looking at it now, and I've watched it so, so, so many times. Wow, what a goal! He was having a good yeah. day. He was having a great day. Yeah, he, he terrorised their set. And he picked the three points up. <laughs> exactly. It was a double whammy. We got the cup and the three points. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Don, Donny uh, Blue. Chris Rutter's asking uh, Ian if you could go into the dressing room, uh, dressing room for the game on Wednesday and tell the players how much this means to us fans to stay in this league. Keep right on. They should know. Oh, look at. Yeah, I have to say that, you know, I mean, I know it doesn't always look like it, but I can't think of many examples where a player hasn't tried. I've got to be honest. I know it's frustrating and I know things happen, but I, you know, I can honestly say I played 16 years 
or 17 and I can't think of many uh, things on one hand where I thought you've not really tried today players have bad games they get short of confidence and when you're short of confidence you hide you hide a little bit sometimes for that ball or if someone runs past you and and, and you're short of confidence you just I don't know uh, I can't quite put my finger on it but I'm pretty sure that I, I don't know this because I, I don't know any of them but I'm pretty sure that you know lads like Gary Gardner's hurting he'll be hurting he's, he's a blues fan oh, definitely. and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that lots of them, you know, in your professional pride, you, you won't want to lose every week. No. So, I know. Yeah, okay. okay, I think it's just frustration from us fans, you know what I mean? Because no, I, I understand. It's that. Look, I understand. Here again. I understand. Yeah, I know it's the fifth or sixth time in as many years and and it's difficult, but ultimately, you know, we've still got the same crooks of players who keep finishing in and around there, so it's probably going to keep on happening, isn't it? I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing. That's just, that's just the way it goes sometimes. So, you know, I'm really... I'm really optimistic that, you know, we can, uh, better times lie ahead. I always say that. So. Well, we've, got, we've literally got two days to go. Right, Siobhan Kenny says, um, every time the V word is used, we should have a swear box and all proceeds should go to a good cause. I agree with me. you. Can we do that next season, Chris Brown, please? Yes. Everybody yes. and anybody who, wears, who uses the V word, how much do you reckon? Come on, let's have a... It's going to be 50 per pound. It's going to be a pound. Yeah, it can, go into, it can go into the studio. If you use the B word, you're charged one pound. Yeah, can we set up a GoFundMe yeah. thing next year? Because if anybody uses the B word on, on the shout box as well, they're also fined. I tell it's you what, it can, can go towards the studio <laughs> refurb. Courtney wants to know, how did it feel watching that goal go in at Wembley? Which one? All three of them or... No, the overhead one, I'm, I'm sure. He oh, means. yeah. Well, look, he was elated because, we, we, you know, at that time, we were sort of hanging on a bit. You know, we, we, we got back to 2-2, two, two, but they, they were probably favourites to get the third. So that just gave you a massive, massive lift. It just it, it just felt like we, we were, we, we were going to win. You know, in that season, Tramway had finished higher than us. So, you know, they were probably had a better team. They got promoted the, the week after. So, you know, they, they, they were a decent team. Oh, they were a decent team. Yeah, they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, can, um, Nick, can I just get this one in quickly? Because it's, 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 it's on YouTube uh, and it's from Donny Blue. He says, uh, does Ian think the Blues fans, even back then, made a massive, massive difference to the Blues, past and present? Yes. I think fans do make a difference, you know, and I'm a Blues fan, so you do, but, you know, other clubs as well, you play it, you've got passionate fans. It makes a difference because if you're at home, you know, conversely, you can feel the pressure a bit as well. But actually, it it, it keeps you going, and it, and it uh, yeah, I do. I think fans make a big difference, and mm. and particularly if it's going well, or you're having a good time, and they can really sort of drive you on. So yes, I do think they make a difference. And I'm well, for me, then, Ian, how did Go it on. feel when you walked out that tunnel at Wembley, and you looked left, and then you looked right, and you looked right, and you saw the Tramia supporters, and half of it was empty, and you looked left, and we had filled the rest of that stadium <laughs> to the max. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's fun. I mean, it's terrific, and yeah, you know, I mean, I, I know there's still, you know, if our stadium was bigger and, and we were doing better, then we we we'd fill it. We would. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots and lots of latent potential out there, and and that, that for me that, that was just a because as you said, it had been 35 years since we got there. There were loads of loads of lads I knew going, loads of people I knew from who were grown up with and knew in the area, and they were all just, you know, and I just it was just a great weekend. And I remember, you know, I was looking at, I look, you look at some of the pictures in the crowd, and, and you know some of the people in the crowd, and it's just. People are just delighted, genuinely happy that we finally won something. Yeah. What um what mementos have you got from that day? And you've still got your medal, your shirt, you know, scrapbook. No, I, I don't. I'm got a fat lot. So to be honest, I'm, I'm not going to show you. I had a divorce a few years back, and I, I haven't got a fat lot left. <laughs> so, oh. um, 
I've, I've not got no, I've not got my shirt, I've not got my medal, but what I have got is lots of good memories. You know, I, I think I think my dad's still got the VHS video somewhere. Um, I've got. It. So, so look, you know, I, I, ultimately, I watched it. As I said, we, during lockdown, it was it was on on YouTube, wasn't it, on Blues TV? Yeah, uh, yeah. Probably the first time I watched it. For, first time I've watched it for, for quite a few years, and it, I'd forgotten. You know, what what a good. I've seen the goals before. What a good game it was! What an exciting game it was! Um, and actually, so for me, you know, I've got those memories in my head, and that is ultimately the, the most important part of it, really. Not only you, though, Ian. We've got those memories in our heads too. And do you know something? Yeah. For me, I can remember just because I was six, the 1966 World Cup final. <laughs> and to me, that game at Wembley on that day was a better feeling. A far better feeling. I was six. I didn't understand, you know. But then yeah, when yeah. it's in your heart, when it's tattooed on your arm, when you've got the mug and you've got the shirt and you've got what it takes to be a proper, real blue nose, you will never, ever, ever forget days like that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, I like to say wolves on here. Is that swearing as well? Oh, yeah. Filthy, horrible club. <laughs> okay, well, that, 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 that club from over in the black country, I'm, I'm pretty sure that their 88 Sherpa van won against Burnley. I know lots of their fans who still talk about that, yeah, they even do. though they're, they're doing well now, they're in Europe. You know, that that for them, they'd been right down to the bottom, you know, and, and that for them was a real sort of turning point. So, uh, well, every time I see Keith Downing, he always talks about it anyway. But I know that they were, uh, but, you know, they're, they're, their fans still hold that. So, for me, it's a, it's a, it, was a, it, was, it was a great day. For us, mm. not, for, not for them. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with any of them, Ian? Do you keep in touch with any from that era? Yeah, I mean, I, I still speak to John Frayne, Dean Peary, and Rogers done a fair bit. Uh, I still see, speak to Paul Tate. You know, I, I speak to him, you know, you'll, you'll have your, your sort of Zoom calls occasionally or a, a text or a Facebook or a whatever, you're on social media. So, um, yeah, predominantly them. And I, I see, you still see people round about. Um, but like, like anything, you know, life moves on. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's great to see them we, we, when you do, but you know everyone's got busy lives, so we, we don't meet up as much as we probably should do. Mm. Mm. And who was the best manager you ever played for, Ian, in your career? Oh, you know that's a, that's a good one. I mean, they, they, <clears throat> they, they all had something to offer, to be honest, Paul. That's not, not me copping out. You know, no. get, yeah. get, Gary, Gary Pembroke gave him a debut. He was great. You know, Dave McKay had some really good ideas. Uh, Lou McCarty was fantastic for me. You know, I really enjoyed with him and at Stoke. Uh, Joe Jordan, again, you know, didn't really eat it off with Joe, but actually, you know, he had some ideas that were probably ahead of his time. Um, uh, Ackers at Northampton. Terry, I missed Terry. I had no Terry Cooper. I could have missed Terry. Terry was great. You know, as a fullback, he, he, he was superb, Terry. You know, she taught me a lot about, 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 about the role of a fullback. Um, yeah. I, need to mention, I need to mention my youth team coach as well, Fred Davis, because he was top, top class. You know, I had two years in the Blues, and that taught me a hell of a lot. And, I, you know, he had an important part in my development, really. So, even big, big Yannick Kidderminster when I was just finishing off, you know, it was just so, some really good characters. Uh, Ian Atkins was, was great. Him, him and Terry Cooper as a partnership were probably the best partnership that worked well together. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't think they're particularly great mates, but I don't think you have to be to be a good partnership. You know, Terry was very attack-minded. Ian was very defensive-minded, and they sort of worked together re really nicely, I have to yeah. say. Mm. I bet you're all... Were you all stunned when Lou actually went? Um, what was the feeling at the time? Did you and the other lads talk about it? It was like a bombshell. Well, we, we were surprised. But, 
I mean, you know, we, we, I think we kind of all signed contracts not long before, so we were surprised. Um, but you know what I say, yeah. And as I say, football, the only thing that's constant are the fans. Everything changes quite regularly. I mean, I, and, you know, I, I, I sort of worked that out quite quickly. I was a Blues fan, and you know, when I started training with the first team, I was like, oh, wow, I'm training with Andy Kennedy, Julian Dix, all the, and then all of a sudden, you know, then we, we, within a couple of years, you work out quite quickly, people get moved on. Managers get moved on, coaches get moved on, and actually, you know, the, the one constant is is the fans. So, no, nothing ever surprises you in football. I have to say, no. no. And did, um, did you go, did did you go to Wembley for the Carling Cup? <coughs> uh, do you know, what? I didn't actually. know. I did have a ticket, but I gave it to somebody in the United work commitments, which meant I wasn't. It was going to be tight to get there, so I watched it on the telly, but. Good grief! What what a fantastic game! <laughs> How good was that? So, uh, but yeah, it would have been better if I was there. But you know, I remember watching that, and what a what a magnificent memory that was. Great. Uh, Peter Hannon's asking, uh, what were the circumstances of you leaving Blues to go to Stoke? Was Lou McCurry a big part of that? Uh, quite so. I mean, I'd, obviously Terry at the time wasn't playing me particularly. I'd spoke to him and said, you know, I want to be playing. Um, he tried to fire me off somewhere earlier in the season. I can't remember where it was, but it was something I, I didn't really want to go. Um, then we played Stoke in an Anglo-Italian cup game. We certainly did, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I played and I spoke to Lou. And he said, what's happening? He said, well, I'm not playing. Um, this is obviously the days before agents. Um, next thing I know, he'd, he'd rang up Terry and said, can you come in for a chat? And I went for a chat and uh, and that was it, really. So, yeah, he was, he was fairly instrumental, didn't he? I mean, um, first three games of Stoke, we beat, we beat Middlesbrough, Far East and Man United. So it was a, an interesting first week at Stoke. But it was well, uh, quite, quite an affinity. Kari when he was the manager and uh, and then I don't know what the circumstance I can't remember the circumstances why he left but like it was when he came back it was like well it was it was an Alex McLeish moment yeah 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 <laughs> was, he was um, I mean no to, you know as I said for, for Lou he did uh, you know he was good for me at Blues and he was good for me at Stoke you know he speaks to other players and he might not have been able to cup of tea but the, the, the one thing he did do is he, he got his money's worth out of here and, and he worked hard um, and he was he was very much a realist. So he, he wouldn't ask you to do things he didn't think you couldn't do. So, right. And, and I think as a player, that gave you confidence. Um, and actually, at that time, and you know what it's like, you know, back in that day, you, you, know, you, you generally got paid more if you didn't play for your hometown club. Really? Mm, yeah. yeah, generally, yeah, yeah. So you'd come through and you keep getting. Yeah, look, it's fine. You're not playing for cash, but if someone's going to give you a first team place and offer you more money, then you're probably going to go, aren't you? Of course you are. Yeah, yeah. We had the same conversation with who was it, Paul, last week? Uh, um, not a week for a two, three weeks ago. Sorry, um, Robbie Savage. Yeah. Robbie Savage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, I've played against Robbie a few times. I'm guessing he. I'm guessing the figures he's talking are slightly different to mine. But uh, yeah, yeah the, um, the concept is the same. <laughs> Ten grand a week extra. And a we free had, um, <laughs> Ian, Ian, we had Darren Carter on the other week, and he said you was his yep. favourite player when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah I remember. Do you know what? It was funny. I, I played for the uh, Blues Old Boys with, with uh, Darren about probably five or six years ago. He came out a game for us, and uh, and, he, and he was just like he was talking to me. He went, "I've got to tell you this. Um, first game I went to watch was when, when we beat Crew three 0 on the opening game. It was just like he, he was like he was talking to us. Do you know what I mean? It was quite really nice. It was like he'd been waiting to tell me that all night. He's a fantastic lad, Darren. Yeah, I've got loads of time for him. He local, is, yeah. yeah, local lad who, who's played for the team he supported. So I, I, I can relate to that. And he's a. Was you, you at that one? Was, was you at that one in Cardiff when he scored the penalty? 
against Norwich. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that was a great day. So, oh, yeah. This, again, is, a, this, know, is, not... this is a great question, Ian. Um, going back to your era, uh, did the owners of the club, Weldon, uh, Kumars, etc., have any effect on the players? He's just just thinking in relation to current owners and performances. I mean, what he said, he did have any well, influence. Well, you know, I mean, obviously I spoke around when sort of Ken Weldon was here. They didn't used to pay us till late on a Friday. So we were always queuing up on a Friday. So, you know, I mean, that, ultimately when you go and play, it probably doesn't have any effect. But I don't think things like that necessarily help the sort of conviviality. Although what can sometimes happen is the manager can distance himself from a chairman and he can get a bit of a sort of a, a them and us kind of spirit going. Yeah, but um, what he's trying to say is, was there any, like, did they influence any of the playing decisions and things like that? No, not, no. no. I mean, cer no. certainly not with Ken Weldon. I think no. Sam, I, I actually really like Samish. I think Samish in his own head would have liked to have influenced the decisions. Yeah. But, but to be fair to, who did he have? He had Terry Cooper, Dave McKay, Lou McCoy. They'd have given him short shrift, to be honest. So, yeah. you know, sometimes, sometimes they'd come in the changing room at the end of the game. But, you know, I took it as, you know, I like Samesh, he's the chairman, but I'm not going to listen to him if he tells anything about football because ultimately, <laughs> you know, he's, he's not the manager. So, you know, I'd be respectful and nod, but I'd be thinking, actually, okay, whatever. And then you just sort of move on, really. Um, mm. So, no, no, you know, and certainly I didn't see any of that in the other clubs at Stoke, Northampton, or Kidderminster. There was no, no interference from chairman. But again, I stopped playing 18 years ago. Things have changed. You know, yeah, very much so. Uh, Ray's, Ray's corrected me actually. Um, when I was on about the rugby savage uh, wage rise, it was 10 grand a week. He said, Yep, 10 grand a week extra, but no bus pass. No bus pass. I'll tell you what, that, that was the clincher, I think. I, I reckon he, if I would have offered him a bus pass, he might have stopped. I bet you, know, you went, I bet I you went on the number 11 all the way. There was one yeah. thing that I wasn't expecting out of tonight. It was a chuffing bus pass. It was not a bus pass, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. That was a perk. That was a great perk. That's you know, brilliant. Guys, brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gregory Beasley says, good evening from Porth Call. Good evening to you, bro, Gregory. And Neil Monahan wants to know who the next manager is. <laughs> so do we. Oh, I'd love to know, yeah. We don't know. I'll tell you what, I've, what know. has just been filtered uh, through to me. I've got to make that announcement. Uh, it's up in the air, isn't it? I've just had a message saying that uh, Wigan's points will be deducted at, at the, the end, end of Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you've seen that. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know what? You know what? Look, <coughs> I, I went to Wigan last season. Oh, mate, what an away day that was. That was just off the scale. It was brilliant. A fantastic club with great facilities and what people about. Uh, and, and like, what are the EFL doing on this fit and proper person? Yes, I've not forgiven Wigan. Destroying the game. Mm -hmm. I've not forgiven Wigan for 91 92. That poxy Springfield Park when they beat us three. I was there oh, sliding yeah, down yeah. that mud. Right? I got oh, home. I got back. I had a white ground. Montego at the time. All right? And I had a white oh, interior. Oh. Believe me, it was not white by the time I got home. And we were all doing the conga around the pitch. That's right. It, 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 it wasn't a great... Uh, wasn't a great. I also went there a couple of years earlier and it was just fog. We lost on a Friday night 1-0. I think yeah. Dave McKay was... And it, you couldn't see from one end to the other. So I've got no idea why it was on. But... Uh, Horrible yeah. ground, horrible ground. I can remember when you could walk all the way around the ground and there was like it's a little cool. tiny hut at the back. Uh, That's right, yeah. Yeah, horrible place. Horrible place. I've got no great memories of that place, I can tell you. So. No, Wigan Casino afterwards, that was a better place. Yeah, <laughs> a, bit, a, a bit of northern soul. That's it, you got it, you got it. <laughs> right, serious question for you, Ian. Serious yeah. question. Right, Jason Hughes wants to know, <laughs> does Ian think Dong has done... Oh, God. Dong has done us wrong, or did Dong do right? 
That sounds like a song, doesn't it? If he thinks Dong Dong wrong, or if he thinks Dong do right, what did Dong do right or wrong? He's a, he's, he's a star. star Jason, he must have been three days trying to type that, mate. <laughs> he's done that on purpose, hasn't he? <laughs> Does Ian think Don has done us wrong or did Dong do right? If he thinks Dong Dong right, what did Dong do right or wrong? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You, 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 you can say that tongue twister again then, Nick. <laughs> Ian, I can tell you now, right, there is nothing better than a Birmingham City supporter's humour. Yes. The humour on the terraces is just off the scale. Yeah. <clears throat> There's not another club that can match. It's like something will happen on the pitch and we'll just come out with something so comical. And it's just incredible somebody shouts it or whether you know, somebody starts singing it or what have you. Actually, go on, Nick. I, just, I have to say, Nick, having had three years at Stoke, they're very similar. Yeah, they're Stoke. They've Stoke won them. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they only cheap for dinner. <laughs> they've won the league at once. They've won the league at once and the auto auto glass once. And you know, their their sort of expectations are about on a par with ours. So I would say they're similar. Obviously I'm a blues fan, but you know, I, I can yeah, there's there was some relatively decent humour there as well. Yeah. So yeah. although they 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 look like they're stopping up definitely, don't they? So they're okay. Yeah, I think uh, they're, they're safe. definitely safe now. Yeah. Definitely yeah, safe. yeah, yeah. Eleven five to nine now, is it? It is yeah. it is Nick. I think it's time to it is. Uh, say it goodbye. Is. Look, no. can I just apologise for eating pizza last week? I'm really sorry. I didn't. I don't want to offend anybody, but I was hungry, and you know, like, you know, you've got needs. Everybody's got needs, haven't they? You need to eat. You've got to eat. No, I won't do it again. Uh... <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Ian, I'm going to tell you now, mate. Right, I've been looking forward to this one since <laughs> I'm on. Right, because. That day back in 1991, bless ya. There's my mug, right? There's my mug. That mug yeah. is is literally one of the best possessions that I have. The memories of that day, the memories of the lead up to it, the memories of going into into Brum afterwards. And I, I lived like, as I say, near Derby. Um, driving into Brum the day after, that throng of people in in, in the square, the bus coming around the corner. The tears running down my eyes, right? And I'm only speaking for myself. I know that I'm speaking for everybody else that went to that game. Ian Clarkson, you chucked that ball over for Johnny Gale to do that overhead kick. Oh, my God. And you know something? You've just been on the Tilt and Talk show. Thank you very much, Nick. I ain't joking you. I know that I know that I know that one, two, three, four of the people in here, three other people, including me, four, and everybody out there, as appreciated you coming on tonight it's been a very very difficult year a horrible year um but you know what it's people like you that are brightening up other people's lives i genuinely mean that right and, and it, 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 no, I, no i do mean it because it happens week in and week out and we get so many lovely comments after, after this look good night guys well done great effort this that, the other. it's all coming up on the, on the screen now and if it wasn't for people like you Right, who agreed to give you free time up? We do it every week because we're nutters, right? But if you're not, not getting paid, I'm not getting a free bus pass for this. Oh, <laughs> Did nobody <laughs> tell you? All over again. <laughs> you get, you get, Ian, you get a bathrobe. The most, the most <laughs> oh yeah, like this. <laughs> I get one of these. The, yeah, the most classic part for me tonight was the free bus pass. You know what? <laughs> if you if you'd have said to me, right, okay, what did we get as a bonus? I don't think anybody that have L God Wolves are winning. Oh my God! <sighs> I don't think anybody would set a bus pass. Not anybody on the world, right? Yeah. Well, that, that, well, that was part of his first contract. Yeah, 
Nick, just, just a quick, I've just remembered, Nick. Yeah, go ahead. I've just remembered something I might still have tucked away is a cassette. On the A side, it's Louis Luai. And on the B side, it's uh, something else. We, we sang it with the uh, Rocking Berries at their studio in Mosley. Who sang it? The final. You did? Yeah, there was me. There was about five of us and the Rocking Berries. And we sang on the, uh, there's a cassette. There's, sorry, it's not have it. Get it. I used to have that cassette. Get it to us. And then my car got stolen. And do you know something, Ian? This is an yeah. absolute true story. My car got stolen, and the two things that were stolen out of my car was that cassette and the yeah. other one from the Laden Daft Cup final with um, Kate right on, on the... the, the that's the one. On the A side, it had Kate Wright on, and on the B right. side, it had Louis, <laughs> Louis Lloyd. I have never, ever, ever, ever gained a copy of that cassette back. It was stolen out of my car. My car was returned to me intact. The only thing that was stolen was that cassette and it was in the newspapers. Maybe maybe it was the uh, rocking berries. I thought it was so bad. We, we can't put our name to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Clarkson, what an absolutely lovely bloke. Cracking. Thanks, Thanks Ian. It's been a pleasure, Thanks, mate. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you, fellas. Cheers, Ian. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Mark. Cheers, Paul. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, Thanks, mate. Take care. Listen, Wednesday night, this is destiny, this is it, this is it, it's Wednesday night or bust, we're either going to be playing in the championship next year or we're not, that's as, as absolutely true as it gets, please, 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 if you're one of the people that are thinking of going to St Andrews on Wednesday night, do not break the rules, do not break the rules, right? because the EFL will be after us like a shot. Do not break the rules, right? Be sensible, be sensible. Please, I'm begging you, right? I cannot even think of giving them the opportunity to have another go at us, right? That's my end message. Ian Clarkson, thank you so much for that memory. That memory, that, that 1991 memory will never ever fade in so, 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 so many people's heads. Chris Brown, thank you very much. <laughs> Paul Hipkiss, a.k.a. Mr. Sheen, thank you very much. Good, good night, all. And from Mr. Robe, thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and, of Take course, care. our star guest of the evening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Ian Clarkson. What a man, what a man. Thank what you, a Nick. What a man, Hello, what a legend. Yes. yes. Good night, fellas. Good night. Okay, so we'll see you next week. We may, we may, we may just do a show on Thursday. 10 minutes, right? We may. Or I might just go live on, on Wednesday night. I don't know, right? The head's all over the place. I'm going to trial. I love that. <laughs>